Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 216, I'm very excited to share insights from Gabrielle Dolan, a global thought leader on authentic leadership and business storytelling. Through sharing her own stories, Gabrielle guides us through the power of stories for work. She also explains four types of stories to use in business communications and shares a range of tips to help improve the effectiveness and engagement of the stories you tell. This is Gabrielle's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining me for the next episode of Be The Drop. It's a pleasure to be here. And I am really excited and looking forward to this. I have mentioned your book on this podcast before. Uh, I picked up a copy many years ago at an airport stories for work, well, one of your books. And I'm even more excited because you've agreed to do a few different podcast episodes, which we're going to release over time and, and cover some of your other books, including the not even released yet book, which will come out in early 2021. But to get us started, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself. And if you can start by describing an item of significance or a story, which is obviously relevant, something that sets the scene for you, the journey you've been on to get to where we are now. Wow. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to just share a story of an item of significance that's literally sitting in front of me, right next to me. And it's a brick. So it's just a red brick, but it's not any old red brick. It comes from Harvard. So (laughs) I went to Harvard about five years ago and they were doing demolishing works and they were demolishing a building. And the person I was sharing the room with, she stopped and spoke to one of the tradies and asked what they were doing. And they said they're they're pulling down one of the original um, buildings that was at Harvard. And they had all these red bricks. And she said, what are you doing with the red bricks? And And he said, we're keeping some of them. There's going to be a feature wall of the old red bricks in the new building. And she kept asking all these questions about the brick. And I'm thinking, she is really interested in bricks. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, would you like a brick? And she said, I'd love a brick. And I went, I'd love a brick too. And he said, he said, I'll clean two up for you and I'll hide them under this spot. So when you come back tonight, just they'll be here. And sure enough, they were there. So um, I carried that brick all around with me and brought it home. And it, it takes pride of place on my desk to just remind me of, uh, you know, I guess where I've come more than anything from, you know, failing last year of school to going to Harvard and writing six books, which is quite ironic. I love that story. And for me, what a fantastic opening to the power of storytelling because I was there. I was transported. I could imagine the demolition and I could feel, you know, she was that person. She just kept asking questions. You're thinking, what's going on? And it culminated in you getting this brick and a representation of so much and your journey. 
So, you know, for me, the power of storytelling is incredible. But when you go and talk to businesses, does that concept necessarily connect? What sort of responses do you get there? It's pretty positive at the moment. I've been doing this for almost 16 years. So I I used to work at uh, National Australia Bank in, you know, as a senior leader in change management roles, project management roles. And it was there that I really started to notice that when you shared personal stories, they they were really powerful and the really great leaders and the great presenters were all sharing stories. But 15 years ago, the storytelling, the concept of sharing stories in business was not even spoken about. Like people literally laughed at me when I said, this is what I'm doing. And over the last 15 years, it's been recognized as an absolute key leadership skill, a key communication skill, a key influencing skill, one you can use both internally with your employees, but also your customers. So that's come a long way because I probably spent the first you know, seven or eight years of running this business, actually educating the market on why storytelling was so powerful. And so then shift forward and people are saying, okay, so we get it. Storytelling is powerful, but how do we do it in business? Is that the new phase? It is new. So how do we do it? So there's a lot of, a lot of people call and go, okay, we keep hearing about it. We know we need to do it but how do we do it? And, you know, regardless if you're a big, large company or you're just a small company, if you're wanting people to share stories, you've got to teach them how to do it because it is not as easy as it looks. On one hand, it's storytelling. We all tell stories as humans, so how hard could it be? But on the other hand, the vast majority of feedback I get when I run my workshops is people go, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. So there's a real skill in being able to tell stories uh, succinctly and effectively in business to get your message across. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, it's like drawing and being an artist. I I mean, I can draw stick figures, but uh, (laughs) beyond that, oh, watch out. So, and, And it is, as you say, it's a skill and everyone needs to practice these skills. So when you're going to businesses, I know in the Stories for Work book, you talk about four different types of stories used in business. Do you want to maybe just explain that? So the four I talk about are triumph stories. So the stories of good things that you've done, um, you know, how you've helped out the community. There's a real art to telling stories about the good things you've done because you don't want them to feel like you're bragging because that's yeah. that's a real turn off. There's, a, there's mm. a huge amount of triumph stories that have come out of COVID of, of companies you know, like gin distilleries making hand sanitizers, and and you know that that's there are good stories that you should be sharing. So triumph stories are one. Tragedy stories are another. So when things have not gone right, so perhaps you've made decisions you regret, and whether it's about you or as a company, but you know, being being sharing those stories when things have gone wrong, people really um, connect with those because you know we're all human. We all make mistakes. No, mm. no one's perfect. No company is perfect. So sharing those stories and the lesson you learnt from it can be really powerful stories to share. And then it's also the tension story. So when Perhaps this is sort of comes down to values when there's been a real tension between your values and your loyalties and your challenges and how how you approach that. So again, at an individual level or, or a business level. And then the final one is transition story. So, you know, where you've moved. And, and you know, it, it doesn't matter... If you go, oh, is this story is this story is a triumph story or a tragedy story? It doesn't matter. You don't have to label them, but going through those four will help you think 
of the type of stories you could share because a tragedy story could also be a triumph story because, it, mm. you know, something's gone wrong, but it, it just turned out for the good. So they're the four I talk about in Stories for Work. And all of those are really about connecting with the human, aren't they? It's about, as you say, we've all gone through the good, the bad, we've had the tension, we've had to make decisions. So it's around businesses tapping into that humanity yeah it is and that's what it's all about it's um amelia it's all about human connection so i mean even when i was just sharing the story of you know the brick from harvard it shared in a way that you know you said oh my god i was there i could i could feel it i could see it and that's and that's what a good story will do it it, it should be able to allow the person to really relate to it and and they're making a human connection with it and and you know in especially in this time of uh disconnect when we're all working remotely that human connection is more important than it ever was before and for me I often describe it as you know that the storyteller that you you're really loving and enjoying you you get that lean in moment and you're leaning in to to hear their words you're hanging off the words of that that storyteller and you know again that's why it's really effective in business because so much of our business communications is boring and it's not engaging and so what it what a story can do it can actually help people get engaged in it so first of all they're paying attention which is first tick but they're actually you know going to understand it and remember the story better and the the other cool thing with stories is every time you share a story I get to know you a little bit better, which strengthens the relationship. So again, this is why they're really powerful for, um, you know, leaders of a business and engaging and strengthening the relationship with the people that work for them, but also with their clients. Like it's such a powerful way to strengthen the relationship with customers. And it's interesting because you're talking about that engagement and connection, you know, and that's what we're looking for in business so we can drive action. Um, So, you know, for you, is it that sort of the way to help get action within business to drive results? Yeah, absolutely. So when I, I talk about stories, the whole reason you're doing it is to um, inspire action. So you're getting people to do something different, think something different or feel something different. So if you can't get people engaged and connected in a company's purpose or vision through bullet points, it's it's the story will do that. And it will do it both internally and externally. It's uh, you, you mentioned my book that uh, hasn't been published yet and it comes out in March next year but the title of that book is Magnetic Stories Connect with Customers and Engage Employees with Brand Storytelling and so the concept of that book is you know be very clear on what your brand is and and the messages you want but but how you can find all the different types of stories and share them. Mm. At an individual level, how do you help people sort of overcome that fear of, you know, maybe my stories aren't good enough, maybe they're not interesting, maybe, you know, I, I feel like an imposter in telling these stories. Like how do you work with people to, to gain confidence in telling their own stories at an individual level? The vast amount of my work, again, is I work with companies and I'll, you know, I I, I train people. So they're all individuals. So I don't do it at an individual level. And the, and there's a reason I don't do it at an individual level because of exactly what you're talking about. So a lot of people, especially in business, will go, first of all, I've never even thought of sharing a personal story in business. But then the next thing is either why would anyone be interested in my stories? So that, that stops them from sharing. 
or they think my stories aren't big enough. Nothing really bad's happened to me. Nothing amazing's happened to me. I'm just normal. And I encourage them to say that being normal is good because normal stories is what everyone relates to. Mm-hmm. And the thing I do, the thing I do in my training is that, see, a lot, a lot of, because storytelling is so popular now, there's a lot of people teaching storytelling and it's almost like they teach the theory. But the powerful thing is they have to experience it. So part of my training is I always break them into small groups and they actually share their story. So the story, you know, about a business message. So whether it's a purpose or a vision or values or part of the strategy or whatever it is, they share a personal story on what that means to them. A couple of things happen there. First of all, they get the practice, which is important in any training workshop. But what they also do is they experience the power of storytelling. So they're sitting with their, you know, their colleagues, so three or four or five other people, and they're all just sharing normal, you know, normal day-to-day stories. And they're really engaged in it and they really connect with it. And some of them have a real emotional connection to it. And so what I do after that, I the first question I asked is, what did you like about that? And everyone says, I really, really enjoyed listening to other people's stories, which helps them realize so other people will enjoy listening to your story. So it gets over that hurdle. And, you know, they all, they, and then they sort of go, and I, and I just experienced how someone shared a story about this message, but I really got it. So again, they're experiencing that you really get the message. And then the other thing they always say is I feel a lot, I feel like I've got a stronger connection with the people that I just shared the story with. So again, it's sort of highlighting those three things that what story can do. But until I can talk about that, I can say it, but unless you've experienced it, you won't really get it. And that's, and that's what, how I help individuals get over it. And, and indeed, not only individuals, but whole leadership teams and companies get over it. And then, you know, even something you said at the, at the beginning as well, it's a skill and it takes practice and that, you know, you're reinforcing that with that experience, you have to experience it, but then practice it. And Amelia, you said that it, it is a skill. It is a skill. I have people that go, oh, well, you know, they're a natural at it and I'm not good at it. And some people might be naturally better at it than others. Just like I might be naturally better at cooking or you might be naturally better at tennis. We're all going to naturally be better at something, but it's a skill. And if you get taught how to do it better, and if you practice it, you will get better at it just like you will at any other skill. So this people are natural and people aren't. I just, I so don't agree with that. And my 15 years of experience proves that that is not true, that everyone can get better at it. No. Well, and that's like anybody who's elite and, and is performing at a really high level and is recognized as somebody very skillful in whatever field it might be. I can guarantee they're not just naturally talented. They work in their butt off. <laughs> I often go into some companies and they will point out a leader in the company and say, but they're a natural. And then I just go, really? Because they've done my training three times. As like, <laughs> you know, so there's nothing natural about it. They, they just know the power of it and they, they, put, they invest time in getting better and practicing. The real skill is that it comes across naturally. But those stories that come across naturally have been well, well prepared and well practiced before 
they come across naturally. Mm. I think that to me it's like an event where you don't notice the all the work that's going on and you just are there and you enjoy it and it feels like such a great experience. They're the ones that so much work has gone on behind the scenes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Gabrielle, thank you so much. In conclusion, though, I always end with a be the drop tip. So, And be the drop is based on the saying that I love, which is a waterfall begins with one drop. So it's really around communication that motivates and inspires action. Uh, we've talked a lot about that. Is there one top tip that you could summarise uh, to finish it up? finish us off with um well in in relation to be the drop and i guess you know that ripple effect you have you'd be amazed at either the stories you share that people could still be sharing and talking about years later or the things that you do that create stories in in people's mind my father passed away last year and it was him and him and one of his very very good friends were the like the last of the males still hanging around and and that other really good friend passed away about a month ago and one of my friends shared a story about him about this really kind beautiful act he did for her that was 35 years ago and and she's still telling the story so I would say when you want to leave a ripple effect, it's going to come down to the things that you do that that create stories and the stories you share. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. That's amazing. And I'm really looking forward to moving through and going over our the next episodes as we roll through them. Thanks, Amelia. It's been fun. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next one. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.